0: Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And
1: this is Alex. Today we're going to be talking about bagpacking, quote unquote. Ooh, what
0: is bagpacking? Well, we'll find out, don't we? We
1: will find out. It's a, it's not a specifically German-related
0: topic, but it's a topic related to traveling. And I have seen bagpackers in Berlin. Have so, you? Yeah, so it, it, it is a European, Asian, it's, it's everywhere, so it is a German problem. Ooh, okay. Well, there it is. Um, Yeah, so... Should we explain what it is before... So they want to listen to the episode? Sure. (laughs) The floor is yours. Okay. Uh,
1: (laughs) So, backpacking is this um, phenomenon that has been happening over the past few years of people... Traveling pretty far away, usually white people traveling very far away. White privileged people who have money. Right. So it's pretty much white privilege on display where they travel far away with not not a lot of money and uh, beg people to fund their own
0: trip. Yes. So we'll kind of, and we're very aware this is a very gray area. So we're going to talk about kind of the ethics around it, and is it really as bad as people say, and we'll go- Or is it worse? Or is it worse? (laughs) So, we're gonna go into this new kind of travel that's got everyone in a tizzy fit. Welcome back. Well, hey, if you're a, a, like an avid listener, welcome back. But if you're new, then just welcome. Just 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 welcome. Special welcome to you. This is of course the AGDW podcast, and this is episode 102. Two. Ooh, see, I need his help because there's just so much to say now with the three digits. <laughs> so many digits. We're just, we're just not used to it anymore. <laughs> this is so hard. Math is hard. Yeah, but yeah, we're getting we're getting up there, in the numbers we're getting old, but we're yeah. st- we're still kicking, uh, and we got some good stuff for you today. We I hope. <laughs> Alex looked at me like a surprise. Like, oh do we Do we? I don't know. <laughs>
1: uh for, first off we've gotta do some uh some shout outs. And a big special thank you to those who sent us donations over the past week. So that's uh, Michelle, Dennis, Kyle, and Joshua. I double um, check,
0: but I think Michael was from the U.S., so it might be Michael.
1: Oh, or Michael. Yeah, sure. I don't know if they're American or German, but or somewhere else. But yes, Michael, Dennis, Kyle, Joshua. Thank you so much, guys.
0: Dude, th- th- there, were, uh, there were amazing donations, um, and this stuff's going to really keep us trucking for the next uh next month or two so yeah for sure and really uh, appreciate it in that vein
1: uh all four of you and many others are now on our officially out and released shelf of fame
0: shelf of fame now it's
1: a huge deal it's not but it is on our website <laughs> which is actually a, you could have
0: just ended the sentence it there. It is on our website. It
1: is on <laughs> our website, which is agdwpodcast.com. And you know many have said it is the best website in the world, but now they're saying it's even better than the best website. So I don't even know what it is now. No, that's um it's in the upper
0: echelon. So yeah, what do you websites. do when you go beyond 5 out of 5 stars? Like does the system just break? I think it's break. I think yeah. we broke the internet. <laughs> just broke. Like the, Kim the, Kardashian broke the scale. Uh, we put on a shelf of fame with your name and uh country of origin and a little uh, whiskey glass so check that out it's pretty cool yes and if, but of course you do not have to send us money to end up on the shelf of fame true uh we will not give what those you know what will get you on the shelf of fame but yeah don't there, worry that there are many ways to get on the shelf of fame there's um, an objective
1: algorithm yes. that takes care of it on our supercomputer that we have here
0: so known um, as our minds we
1: don't even know the
0: <laughs> but yes algorithm. but yes you'll go and you'll be like that looks very simple but um it, was, it, really it, it actually took quite a bit of time because there was actually a lot. And, and this is actually the humbling thing about it is when we went to make the list, we realized in the past two years, there are a lot of people who made it on the shelf of fame, meaning there are a lot of people who did yeah. very kind things for us. So, exactly. Uh, very cool. So, so go, every, go check your name on there.
1: Everyone on that list, uh, thank you again. If you're not on the list, you feel like you should be. Let us know. Maybe we maybe we messed up. You know, it was going back oh, two yeah, years of true. messages. We probably missed somebody. And if we did miss you, don't don't feel weird about asking. You want to be on there? You can get on there. No, no,
0: no. yeah. You, you, if you if you earned it, you should be on there. And we, we, we don't worry. We only put first names and uh, country of residence. So there's no last names or there's no private information. Don't worry. Right, like, no. So, uh, but you'll know who you are when you see it. <laughs> uh, next. This is a kind of a Berlin uh, special. If you're not from Berlin, you might not know that there was this famous East German, uh, what would you call it? Amusement park. Yes. In fact, the only one to ever have existed in Berlin and still technically the only, even though it's abandoned, still the only one who still exists in in, yeah. in Berlin. Um, it was in the forest and it closed down due just due to a very interesting drug scandal. Go uh, check it out. But it's called uh, Spree Park because it's on. The Spree. The Spree, which is the river there. It's a, it's a really cool park, but it kind of came famous once they closed it, and they just left it sitting there for years and years and became a cool abandoned park to go to and to check out the abandoned roller coasters, and there's abandoned huge dinosaurs. And, and a Ferris wheel,
1: and when it gets really windy, it starts turning a bit, and you're like, and It's really eerie, especially on like an October, you know, chilly day.
0: Yeah, and, and from a lot of places um, nearby, uh, the Ferris wheel is goes over the tops of the trees so like from a long distance you could see this ferris wheel sticking out of the forest
1: I actually yeah i did some urban exploring there before the security got even tighter before they fixed the fence uh i went in there and it was quite the experience it was really really cool did
0: you get some good photos yeah yeah i mean that was
1: back then before i had my camera so it was my phone but it actually came out pretty good it it was just like a super creepy day it was overcast
0: uh we had to break through a fence to get in and it was it was really really cool if you still have the photos maybe we'll pop them on the extras page yeah sure um, anyways, the reason we're mentioning all of this is because, and some people might hate this because the people who love abandoned places will hate this, uh, really? They, this park that's been abandoned for about 30 years, they are going to refurbish and reopen the park, but not in full. The only active ride that's going to be going is the Ferris wheel. So they're going to strip the Ferris wheel down. I think the process is starting now in, uh, in the near future, uh, strip it down, refurbish it, repaint it you know, get it all greased up and that Ferris wheel, you'll be able to ride it again. The, I think, but I'm pretty sure what they've said is the rest of the rides will remain kind of in their abandoned state, but like the park itself will be open to the, so you can actually walk in it. There'll be, you know. That's a great idea. um, Not sure if you have to pay to get in or not, but it'll actually, it'll actually be a park that you can go to at least sit down and and view the and that's great. It's stuff. a huge wasted
1: space at the moment. Yeah, um, and and now breaking in is way more difficult than it used to be. So it's not even worth, you know. So it's nice opening it up, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that. It's but, pretty all, cool. but all
0: your ur- ur- urbexers will be annoyed because, um you know, when you can actually like legally go into a place, it's no fun anymore. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, what, what what's kind of new overall in Germany right and now? And then yeah, other other news
1: is that. Uh, the, Prices is just going up everywhere for everything. Everything. I mean, you, um, you know, you noticed it at Riza today, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When I got some, my fried chicken today, it was like three euro more than usual. Uh, dinner everywhere is more expensive. Those beer is more expensive. Eggs, most grocery store things are more expensive. I think it's everywhere, everywhere around the world. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Germany, Berlin are not immune to it. So I hope that, you know, People are doing okay with these higher prices.
0: Yeah, and I would not, bl- I would not blame your uh, the leader of your government for this problem. This is a worldwide problem. Yeah, thanks, uh, Obama. You know, <laughs> due to the pandemic and supply chain issues, and of course, the war in Ukraine is affecting economies all over the world. Even if you are nowhere, absolutely nowhere near the Ukraine, it's still affecting you and right. the so prices of everything. So it's not just
1: you know your president or prime
0: minister's fault. It's it's everywhere around the world. Exactly. It's okay. Yeah, I'm. Well, I mean it's not okay well, I don't, it's not okay i don't want it but uh yeah it's it's yeah it's kind of something that we the, the, the problems are too big for one country or one man to control. Let's say like, yeah, let's yeah. Say that, that that's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but how have you been? Because we had a nice long Easter weekend we and was some actual okay weather.
1: Yeah, um, I'm in a ride. I went to uh, Kassel for the weekend to celebrate our friend's birthday. Ooh. Uh, they have a really sweet uh, little baby. It's they to hang out with the baby. The baby. Other uh, friends brought their kids. We're really sweet. We have three and a one year old. And uh, yeah, it's a really lovely weekend in Kassel The weather was beautiful Went for a lot of walks Went to the park uh, Celebrated her birthday a little bit It was a really nice time Nice And, then, and for, um, people,
0: for people who don't know uh, What what kind of general area, section of Germany is Kassel? Uh,
1: yeah, it's almost like a smack dab in the middle I think it's closest city, big city that people would know is like Hannover It's like between Hannover and uh, Frankfurt okay. okay, gotcha, gotcha so I think it's directly between Hannover and Frankfurt um, Yeah, and it's actually like it's a very big student town um, not physically big, but it's you know a lot of students there mm. and it's not the prettiest but they have really nice pretty sections and then um once every five years they have the biggest contemporary art festival in the whole world actually oh my called um it's called something outdoors or indoors both outdoors and in- uh, documentar and it's uh yeah every five years and it's enormous and it's this year I think in June so um if you want to go to the world's biggest or most our prestigious contemporary art festival it's in cousin mm. just stay somewhere else yeah no <laughs> Kassel's cool. it's got some really nice areas and it's things to do <laughs> it's just you know it, when it was rebuilt after bombing it was very it was rebuilt very much in the 60s kind of american style with brown square buildings everywhere okay but it's I, not a bad it's I would cool call city american style i just call that well it's built love. by the americans and british so yeah and then on a monday we had monday off got to hang out and i went for a nice walk around uh the city We did,
0: yeah. That was nice. Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, that. And I, I was also enjoying the really nice weather that we were having in Germany. Um, on Saturday we went on a really nice bike ride, uh, with my girlfriend out in the nature, which I hadn't done in ages. I mean, I I, bet that felt nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd of course during winter still did little bike rides to the store stuff, but like I hadn't done a proper like just a tour, solid
1: spring tour. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: so that was really nice. Um. Yeah, and then in, in enjoyed uh, the German countryside uh, the other days. Um, also some cycling as well. Um, so it's just some good times with, you know, me and my girlfriend hanging out. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, just uh, – and I, I think the, wet, the weather is what kind of – made the weekend just like yeah, so I, I, special i, I think know. we're
1: finally um getting over that that like almost spring hump like i think it's finally going to be spring Good Lord. this week I hope hopefully so. yeah fingers because
0: freaking knock on wood i'm over it. it well i'm not over jeff is drinking i'm nice very
1: whiskeys very under
0: the whiskey actually
1: so this is a whiskey um that was brought to us special by our buddy Misha, who we talk about a lot in the show, he was for the past week doing a um, a road trip tour—not only road trip, just doing a tour around Germany with well, his girlfriend. The first half was a road trip. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. And he went down to uh, down Bavaria, up to the North Sea. Like he was everywhere. Uh, and he went to the
0: Auer's uh, Distillery in Nuremberg, and he brought us an Auer's bottle. Yeah, he was—he was—he literally texted us and just said, "Like, hey guys, just walked by the Auer's Distillery. Should I get you something?" And I texted you and I thought, yes, well, how often do we have a friend just in front of a distillery? Yeah. Then yes. <laughs> exactly.
1: Please. So he sent us a few pictures, which one, which one we wanted. And we got the, we've had errors before. We've had three. Three. Aeros. Oh, wow.
0: The, the red, the ruby and the PX or PDX. Okay. All right. The PX. Yeah.
1: And this is the errors Angelique, Ooh. which I love that name. It, sounds, very, it sounds like something Bugatti would make.
0: Yes. The Bugatti
1: Angelique. No, not Bugatti. Mugatu. Oh, What? from that ben stiller movie <laughs> oh
0: okay sorry zoolander <laughs> that's it totally <laughs> totally i missed that reference completely
1: angelique it's what's weird it's it's only um 35 alcohol which is pretty low for a whiskey and it also has like it looks like
0: um unfiltered beer like it's kind of opaque yeah, or, or my girlfriend also said like, it looks like kind of a bottle of honey. Almost. It does look or, honey, yeah. Yeah, the, the color is um, is pretty unique from from the whiskeys we've had as of late. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, there it is. Ayers Angelique. Mm. That's a cute little pop. also a quality pop. Yeah, like the whiskey is almost a little kind of foggy. You yeah, yeah you mean? exactly. Yeah. Sweet. Take a little smell. Mm-hmm. Actually, smells pretty strong even though it's only thirty five percent. What's what's good? Mm. Very sweet. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Whoa. Oh. That's different. Okay. <laughs> Holy hell! <laughs> Very sweet. Oh my lord! Wow! 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 That sounds like a mixed drink well uh, re- re- in the, on the back it said that it, I think on the look at the first sentence I think it says some, it's a mix of the errors red and this kind of like sweet uh mash or something like that yeah
1: zeus yeah interesting um oh yeah, it's also a small batch limited edition and this is number sixty one of two fifty so okay that's cool. like.
0: My initial thought was like, I hate it just because it was not the taste I was expecting. Give us some time. But, but knowing what it is, I can totally see this as being like a really nice winter by the fire kind of a drink. Well, you know what, Jeff? Yeah. We're going to find out. Because we do reviews at the end. In a certain amount of time. Sure.
1: Uh, before we start, again, I'm going to mention it one more time. Our website is agdwpodcast.com check it out lots of cool stuff on there also our instagram which is at americans.in.germany.podcast <laughs> and we're trying to use it more often we're trying to you know do some stories and put some pictures and stuff and up there. even
0: if you're not in for the photos like that's where we put our like news and updates about what we're doing exactly all the announcements so if you want to keep up to date then I would say follow us regardless of the photo of, you know, if like, maybe you're like, ah, cause I'm also not really, inst- the only time I started in- using Instagram was for this podcast. So right. uh, but, yeah, we do a lot of stuff on there. So check that out too. If you uh, feel like it, if, if you know. feel like it, and also, not. you know, if you, if you feel like it too, and you want to give us
1: a five star review on Apple podcasts, that's also a really cool thing power to do. To All or, the
0: cool kids are doing it. Or if you'd rather go play some Sega, you can do that as well. Play some Sega. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Damn. I wish I had a Genesis laying around. Right. So, uh, this
1: topic, Jeff is big packing,
0: big yeah. packing now. Um, so I
1: never heard of this. You brought it up to me. And then I realized in my past, I actually have seen people doing this. Yeah. I thought it was kind of just bizarre. I'm like, you're American. Why are you asking for money in Thailand? It doesn't make any sense.
0: Exactly. Like I thought when I, when I had seen it in the past, I thought it was kind of like a one-off thing. I didn't know it was kind of like. Its own kind of pandemic, like this this big thing that's going across. The, and so, but like as we mentioned before, it's basically people of means. It's usually white people from from privileged countries like the U.S., from Great Britain, from Australia. Um, uh, I heard um, uh, Russia is also there in the like top five of of backpackers as yep. well. And basically, they're people who could easily fund their trip or you know figure out a way to fund the trip, but they decide to go and try to travel with no money and and what we've been seeing in a lot of the articles is it's becoming a big problem in Asia and um, Southeast
1: Asia specifically yeah. so uh, Thailand, Indonesia a lot.
0: Yeah, um and so in Vietnam I think. Yeah. And so then you have these privileged people from first world countries who are begging for money from people who are much poorer from them just to help fund their fun basically. You know what I mean? Like like they they put themselves in this it's it's not like they um, were at at home, lost their job, lost their house, ended up homeless, and now they need the money. It's, right. more, it's more they specifically said, I'm going to go on this trip without any money and then see if poor people, because it's usually these poorer countries, will help fund my having fun, basically. Right, and, and, I, and
1: I think there is something um, for some reason that's romanticized about uh, traveling and backpacking without any money. Uh, you know, it's kind of like I'm poor, I'm a student, I'm just going to travel, which people do all the time. But usually people, you know, budget a little bit to make sure they can travel and make it back without taking other people's hard earned money. Absolutely. Um, and this is kind of where it, it, it gets sticky, I guess, because people traveling, there's, there's no problem with that. You should always travel, you should always backpack as long as you're doing it in a respectful way. Uh, and that includes respecting the local culture that you're at. And it sounds like these bag packers aren't really doing that
0: and like you said with the romanticizing it that's why it's kind of it's very much a gray area in terms of the intentions of the people because everyone's kind of it's like case by case very different i think some people are doing it in just a really unethical sort of way but then there are these people that kind of yeah they have this you know they hear of these romanticized stories from the 60s of people just like hitchhiking across America and living off a dollar a day and et cetera, et cetera. And, and that does sound really cool to kind of like see as a, like it's like a, it's like a rite of passage as a human, like to see if, it, <laughs> you know, if, if you could do it, you know what I mean? And I, myself, like me and my friends out of high school when we were young, we did a lot of backpacking through Europe and we were about going on like we, our first trip we went and then our second trip we we're like, Hey, let's go twice as long but spend less money than we spend. On the, and we did like our first trip was a month. Our second backpack trip was two months, but we spent half what we did in the first trip. So, so how just, much, how much did you beg? Uh, not at all. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that's kind of an example of you can do it without begging, but by, but by just living on the cheap and some cool, you know, like, like, you know, we went to our local, um, laundromat in our hometowns, you know, bought a bunch of these, like, you know, powdered packets of laundry right, detergent right. brought it with us and then we just washed like you know in the in the sinks and stuff like to save money like like all like little things like these just to save money do things on the cheap that'll um, eventually add up in a whole trip exactly and, and they did like and, and also we did um couch surfing which is a website where people say like hey you can come sleep on my couch in my living room if you want and so we did that half of the trip so half of the trip we weren't paying for hotels or hostels It's so that cut that was like thousand dollars right there you sure know? yeah he's um so so and and we really like a thing of pride like saving money and doing it as cheap as possible like look we went to 10 different countries but only did it for this amount you know like and, 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 and you did it
1: right for sure and uh, unfortunately um for many for probably everyone actually traveling is uh kind of a privileged thing to be able to do i mean traveling isn't cheap no and it's traveling not, no. is something you do in your own free time you don't need to survive it's not a necessity yeah uh i think it's still very important of course uh, for people to travel and learn um different cultures and meet other people. I think that's really important just for a, a society as a whole for people to get yeah. more culture and, and for to the explore. individual like exactly so and unfortunately, traveling is you know it's getting pricier every year with with plane tickets and hotels and everything is getting mm. more pricey, making it less um less available for a lot of people, which sucks. I don't think this big packing is necessarily the the answer. To that,
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and also it's like, it depends on your trip. Like, as you said, traveling is expensive, but you know, you can scrounge what you can and be like, okay, I can go do this two week trip in France and Germany. But what some of these backpackers are doing is they're like, no, I want to take a year off to travel, but not save up the money to do so. You know what I mean? It's like there's, so there's, they're, they're like really overreaching. They're, They're, they're overreaching their budget from the get go. Right. On purpose. And putting themselves in a situation where they're going to have to beg, you know what I mean? Where it's like, where you could just take a shorter trip on your own dime, you right. know what I mean? And, and I know a lot of them
1: um, are either they're just straight up begging, saying like, "This is a great country, I really like it. Uh, please help me finish my trip uh, by donating or you know, donating money," and they put it down there. Now, I think a lot of people also busk or or sell things as well. Which is not as bad, I guess, right? Because they're actually doing a service. But it does still bother me a little bit because I like, think I've heard stories of people selling pictures, selling photos, playing music, selling necklaces, bracelets, whatever. But yeah. like
0: Well that, that's just, that's the third one, I guess, because like you have busking, then you have also selling. Selling, yeah.
1: And if you're doing that, like if you go to Thailand, for example, they have necklaces and photos and music and the money that they are kind of getting for busking or selling is not going into the pockets of the economy of the people in
0: that country. Yeah, and that's which, what so that does kind of bother me a little bit. Yeah, which you can argue that 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 bagpacker from a privileged country is he's now receiving money that is not going to somebody who actually lives in that country and is also selling bracelets, but actually needs this money to feed their family. You know exactly. what I mean? It's like um, uh, Tom shoes. You know Tom's? Yeah, which turns out it's actually um, not as charitable as it sounds. Right, yeah.
1: because uh, the whole thing about Tom's, what I've heard, what I've read, is that you know, um, you buy a pair of shoes, they donate a pair to a country in Africa, mm. to a very poor village in Africa. Uh, and then upon doing some research, people found out that like people in these countries don't need shoes. And if they do not choose, there are shoe sellers there. And all Tom's is doing is kind of like, ruining the local economy of yeah. shoe sellers. And yeah. like this. So it's like, it doesn't really make any sense. It's kind of the same, similar type thing of you're buying something from from a white guy who maybe looks like you and his privileged, rather than actually spending money in the local economy to the people who actually are doing a service, you know, for themselves in their own country.
0: Yeah, so you have these different people begging, but the, um, the impetus behind it, I guess you could say, is very different because you have like these bag packers Who have signs? This is like an example of one of the most common signs, where it just says, "Traveling around the world with no money. Support my trip." Yeah, you know, next to somebody who his reason for begging or for selling something on the street is, uh, "I don't know where my next meal is coming from." You know what I mean? And so, or or, yeah, so I think that's why people get angry because, and that's where like the ethical question is because it's like it's like you do not need this mu- and 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 look it's one thing okay like say say it's you or me right Yeah. where we are in southeast asia okay and we tr- we're mugged okay yeah wallet's gone passport's gone i guess you'd have to say phone's gone because nowadays if you're in trouble you could just call your family or somebody you know what you yeah. so, so like say everything's gone even then you have access to the internet. But, but let's let's say this. <laughs> story, your everything is truly gone. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one story. You you you, you like you're right on a thing. I, like truly, I have no way of getting home. I you know, I'm so sorry. Can somebody help? Like that, that is a desperate situation. Sure. That's one thing, but just saying like, Oh, I, I love your country. I'd love to stay longer. Like help fund my trip. That's a, a, it's a whole different thing. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, hundred percent. And, and, uh, upon, you know, you and I were reading some articles over the past few weeks about this, trying to mm. get a little more knowledgeable about it. And I guess, um, it has gotten worse in the past few years and especially in Southeast Asia is most of what it's focused on. Yeah. And uh, also like Hong Kong as well. And I guess these countries are trying to like change their rules and trying to like, kind of push them out a bit. So I know like Hong Kong created new busking rules. Tourists arriving in Thailand, I guess, are asked to prove that they have enough money to support themselves as they're traveling.
0: Uh, oh, if, if like the border guards are like, uh, I don't know, maybe these guys are going to... Right, so, big pack. So, so, so like it's a big enough thing that the that the customs people know about it, right? So
1: Yeah, and even uh, in Bali, police report people to the embassy if, if you're big packing. So like it's clearly enough where governments have gotten involved. And they're changing policy...
0: To like fight it, but so, Which it's like
1: super fucked up when you think about it. That means like this is the last thing you need to worry about is, yeah. is, is white people just you know being douchebags. Oh. Uh, but this is what they have to do now, I guess.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's also um, you could also say it, it does ruin the reputation of of the countries that these people are coming from. You know, because for like, sure. it's like wow, like you know, if say you just you know you live in a village in Thailand and then you see somebody who's from what you know. A very privileged country that has a big economy, and wow, look at the clothes that they're wearing and everything, and they're begging for money, and you're like, wow, look how greedy these people are. You right. know, sh- when they're visiting, shouldn't they be, you know, help helping us, like, like, well, when they're enjoying our country, like, like, like. Giving tip, you know, tips and and uh, donations to 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 us rather than asking for them themselves, which is you know? like
1: spending money on, like, like, going to the store and buying some food or going to the restaurant and eating the food. Yeah. Um. And, and clearly, if you know, if you can afford a plane ticket from, you know, the United States, the UK, Australia to Thailand. And Australia is pretty close, but you know what I mean. Then, like, you clearly have enough money to. <laughs> To not beg, you know what I mean. Like you yeah. have enough to spend on a ticket, therefore you should be able to budget yourself to be able to travel the way you want to travel yeah. without taking money from other people.
0: Absolutely, and but I think the problem is some people they only have the money for the for the plane ticket, and they go anyways because this is their plan to just bagpack. You know what, now, what I mean? And, like and, so, but it depends. It's again, but person to person, it's very different. That's why we're saying this is a very gray area on because the intention, of course. Attention. Changed a lot yeah. Like you know and, and of course
1: You know I, I don't want to say You should only be traveling If you have a lot of money You're super rich And you know mm. That's not what I'm saying at all Because there are ways To travel to countries And Very very cheap Like you said But also yeah. you know uh, I met people Who traveled around Southeast Asia Or just Asia generally And have you know Worked at hostels For a week or two Or um, Have worked in farms Where there's lots of things You can do To make a quick buck or not quick Buck, but some some bucks, <laughs> and
0: um, yeah, I, I think actually, the, or working, volunteering. Yeah, they're working on farms. I think it's called a woofing, which is like okay. it's called volunteer tourism. Where um, I know people do it in Australia a lot, and I think you can also like, the legality of it. I know it changes from country to country because some sure. countries see it as employment, some don't. So I would say before you do it, check on that. But I'd say there are a lot of countries where you can do it where. Like, okay, I want to go and I want to go stay in Australia for a while. You go, you find a lo- local farmer and uh, you work for him for free. That's why it's called volunteer tourism. Right. But in return, he gives you room and board. So so you have somewhere to, do, somewhere to stay and you have like a couple square meals a day for free. And so that, of course, cuts the cost of your trip uh, in half, right? You know, um. So that's a way to do it. I wonder how the ethics
1: are for that, though. Because if you're a farmer, for example, um, you can just kind of get free labor all the time and then people who might live in the area who need a job aren't getting a job because there's tourists taking that Absolutely that's, a, that's a whole can of worms by itself so that, that, That's a whole and a whole another uh, ethical problem there too
0: Yeah and, and that's why like in some countries it's not allowed because um, they, they see as definition that like okay you're working because you're getting something for the work you're getting the room and board right so right. so you are it, it's not volunteering quote unquote because so, so that's why like it, it depends where you where you go but then there's also i know there's some countries allow what are called working holiday visas yeah. i know um australia allows it and canada allows it of course it depends which country you're coming from to that country. So not everybody can do it, but with a working holiday visa, it's like, it allows, I don't know the deals, but I think it's, it allows you to be in the country for a year. And for half that time, you're allowed to work. Okay. You know what I mean? Or you're allowed to work like part-time, you know what I mean? So, so they, they allow you to work and it's always called working holiday. You get to work and travel and so that part time work helps to fund the travel as you go on. So it's and, kinda and, makes sense, yeah. And
1: that could be the work that I've seen a lot at like hostels and things like this or hotels where a lot of people who work at these hostels um are usually English speakers because, you know, they're getting people, people all over the world. Yeah. And usually, yeah, and um I met a lot of people at, at hostels who were like, Oh yeah, I've been in I've been here for about a month now. I've worked here for two weeks. I'll work another two weeks and I'm going off over here. I'm going to travel a bit there. Then once around the money, I'm going to find another job over there. It's like, cool. So they're going around there finding jobs and finding work to support themselves and not, you know, just sitting on the street. Yeah. Like so in that, that way you're
0: like helping the local local community. Yeah, absolutely. But I understand it's not easy because some countries like Germany, the red tape in terms of getting a work permit and visa is not so easy so it's, so it's not easy to do that but um but yeah like i know a lot of people who like they, they want to travel say asia for a year and like you said they go to uh vietnam thailand whatever and they they're, they're like, okay, I speak English. I'll, I'll get a, um, I'll get a job, uh, teaching English at this school for well, three months, whatever. Yeah. Make it, you know, so they take a little pause in their trip. They make enough money. Then they continue the trip. You know what I mean? And so they're not really stealing from it. They're helping local community. They're, and you know, as you're
1: there, you're also getting, you know, more culture about it too. Cause absolutely. you're working and meeting more local people. Yeah. And that can actually be a really cool way to travel. Even a, maybe even a better way. Yeah. Cause then you're actually really more involved in that community for however long you're there.
0: Sure and and um you know, like you're showing off your culture, they're showing off their culture, it's a good ex- cultural exchange, you know? Yeah, so also true. Um, so maybe that's less of a selfish thing. Um, but yeah, actually, you, you you came across this interesting quote that we should bring up here uh, that was, uh, travel is never a matter of money, but of courage.
1: Yeah, I saw this quote. Um, I was kind of looking up like travel Instagram quotes, because always see these quotes, you know? And I, and I think this is kind of a bullshit quote, that travel is not a matter of money, but of courage. And... It it is a matter of money. A lot of travel is a matter of money Mm -hmm. and you should have the amount. Like in my opinion, I think you should have money or uh, save up
0: enough to make sure that you're ethically traveling. Um, Yeah. But but the things that there are ways to travel. And of course, like a lot of people, they love to watch or read into the wild, you know, where he just goes up on trip with no money. And he lasts uh, about, I mean, of course we you know how it ends, but yep. before that, you know, he was traveling for a while <laughs> on, on no money. So like, um, I think especially in cities like, or in countries like the U S you could theoretically hitchhike for a year and never have to spend anything on the actual travel, you know, like That's fair. no plane ticket, no gas or like, like you could hitchhike, get to a city. Um, if maybe, you know, if you have a, Tents. You could go into you know the nearby forest, kind of like do some what do they call it, like a stealth camping, you know, because because yeah. you know usually people don't like it camping. It's a the, legal gray zone in yeah. <laughs> a lot of places. Um, so 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 in that in that sense, you could get by off of almost no money, and you're not really stealing or begging from anybody. You know, you're just like so. So there are ways to do it on the cheap where you're not taking advantage of people. You know what I mean? Uh,
1: yeah, sure. So, yeah, so maybe you're right. Maybe it's not. It, it
0: maybe it is a bit about courage and not money. But I think well, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm saying like for certain people it is, but some people they're like live in London, like I'm going to go travel for a year, but beg, you know, like try to do it for free. Like there's no courage in that, you know. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, no, that's, it,
1: that's it's it's just it feels icky and it feels gross, and it puts a bad name on traveling and it puts a bad name on on tourists. Which already have a bad enough name, which is fair. A lot of it's deserved. Some yeah. tours are terrible.
0: I know. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's but, fine. <laughs> but what we should talk about though is because because we're kind of saying okay, people are stealing money, etc. But in a way, whoever donates to these backpackers, I mean, they are doing it of their own free will, right? So, oh, so, so true. some people can argue, what are you complaining about if somebody gives a dollar? You know, if some if a Vietnamese guy gives a dollar to a uh, you know British backpacker yeah he chose to do it so like is he is he stealing is he you know like um so that's why it's also a great area as well you know what yeah i
1: mean that that's a fair enough point too and I, I i do wonder the the um the demographics of the people giving the money you know what i mean is it mostly other tourists walking by and giving money or is it locals giving money because i can't imagine a going to look by and see a guy and be like you know what man i don't know
0: about that i feel sorry that you're because the thing is you can still it, empathize. Yeah. I think, okay, guys, go online. You can find a lot of pictures. And some of these signs are just ridiculous because, like, it's like people who are like, oh, I'm really loving Hong Kong, but it's so expensive here. So give me money so I can continue my journey. And it's like, oh, it's gross. It's, it's like, dude, you know what happens? You run out of money. You go home. Like, it's yeah. over. You know what I mean? Like, or get a job. Or get a, <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry, it's not a, the world is not a free ride. The, the
1: world, ju- just because, um, just because you want to travel and you want to see the world, that's fantastic. But the world does not owe you
0: yeah. traveling. You need to figure out a way to do it on your own. And, and as we've mentioned in the past 20 minutes, there are ways to do it on, yeah. on the cheap, you know, like, and where you're where you're not taking advantage of anybody. I, mean, I
1: think we did a whole episode about traveling on the cheap.
0: Yeah, and th- so and, and a lot of it involves like... Uh, booking in advance. You know, like like checking websites constantly to find because suddenly there'll be like a cool deal where I mean, you you saw sometimes randomly flights to the U.S. will be four hundred bucks instead of eight hundred bucks. You know, yeah, yeah, half exactly. off. And but you have to like be on your toes. But like, okay, book go. You know, um, it and, takes some work, of course. Yeah, and, you, and of course that requires being flexible with your dates and everything. So I know I what I'm saying is like it's hard, but like you said, the world doesn't own you anything. So you have to kind of push through the hard and if you really want to do it, make it happen, even though it's hard. you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. If you really want to, I I guess if there's a will, there is a way.
0: Yeah, but like, I I mean, I would say absolutely do it because um, those first few backpacking trips I did really changed me as a human being like 100%. I mean, like, you know, I was somebody who I'd spent my – I didn't, I didn't really go that far. Right. So, but you know, I'd been to a few, uh, American States, you know, in the West, in the West coast and maybe Washington, DC, you know, all that kind of stuff, been to Mexico once or twice, but had never been really on the other side of the planet, literally, and saw so many cultures and saw so many different ways people lived and completely changed my whole idea of what it is to be American and, and what it is to be, living in the international, you know, cause like, you know, the U S is kind of this, it literally is an Island with oceans on either side. And it's interesting to come to this place like European union where every, you know, a lot of these countries have their border, seven different countries, you know, and, right. and growing up with that, with all those influences and stuff, which we never had I mean, Germany, up. Germany borders nine itself. There you go. You know, you know what I mean. And it's like I'm, I'm like, i mean, talk about like when you first came to Berlin. I mean, that must have been like a life changing experience. Yeah, right?
1: yeah, of course it was. I mean, travel really, really did change my life and change my uh, the way I view things. And and um, it's, it's just a, a lot of personal growth came from moving over and meeting people and seeing different cultures and partaking in different cultures that I would never have gotten if I never moved or if I never had had traveled generally. Yeah. So it, it is, I, I really do believe, I mean, we, we preach this all the time that traveling is incredibly important, um, but I think you have to do it ethically. And I think we have a bit of a platform here. So maybe there's someone listening to our shows like, Oh, I really want to travel. I'm going to start backpacking. And so I think it's nice. It's important for us to say here,
0: like, just
1: like maybe don't.
0: Yeah. But then then we get back to the kind of gray area. Cause like say, say you are going like a two, three month backpacking trip to Europe or whatever. Okay. If like once or twice, you whip out your guitar and make 10 euro, you know, on the side of the street. You know, are you a horrible person? No. You know what I mean? Like, no. I mean, it's, that's why it's like, like, like I'd say if your trip, if the, if like the, if, if, if the whole like success of your trip depends on backpacking, then I would say that's wrong. Fair. But, but, yeah. but if you're just like once in a while, like for example, like one of my backpacking trips, my friend who's a musician, he brought a tiny mandolin with him. But not to busk, just because he loves playing the mandolin. Sure. But you know, once in a while we'd just be like chilling in a town square, drink beer, and he'd just whip out his mandolin and without he, he didn't even put it down a bucket or it. Like people just would thought well he was a busker and walk over and give, you know, put a couple coins there and he was like, Oh, well thank. Like, you know, he wasn't doing that to make money. It was just we were just chilling, right? So if you bring a guitar with you and yeah, once in a while, like would you agree? Like that doesn't that doesn't. I would. I would say that makes you a backpacker. You know?
1: No, I. I, I, would, I would agree with that. I think. Um, I think busking in its own right is a pretty just interesting thing. It brings joy to people. It's music. Everyone loves music. Uh, I, I think it's great. I, uh, but I do think there is. There's definitely a level. Uh, if you're in another country, I don't know why. I just feel like it's not as ethical, especially because if you're busking in 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 a poorer country, and the people giving you money are other tourists. I don't know. Maybe that money could have gone somewhere else to help the economy or to help, or just, just to go towards that country where you're mm. visiting. I mean, that's why countries want people to travel to get tourist money. It's, it's helpful for the economy. Uh, it's helpful for local businesses. And um, if that money is going towards this busking guy, and you're like, oh, I could have gotten ice cream over there, but I'll get a busking guy.
0: And now that money is not going to the ice cream. You know what I mean? That is so, true, yeah. But that would be interesting to know. I don't know. That's the thing like, I have no idea. Like what percentage... Of the money going to backpackers in these in these places, yeah, is from the locals or is from tourists? I would, if I just had to guess, I would say the majority would have to be coming from other tourists because, yeah, yeah. Why would locals have you know sympathy for this guy? A and B, I, I could see other tourists who are also traveling because they're in the same position or, or not same position, but you know, like, but like they're also travelers, and so they go like, oh hey man, you're also from the UK, me True. too. Huh? And then you throw them a, a, you know, a pound, you know, cause like you, cause you like, you empathize with them cause you're also on a trip or whatever. So I can, I, I think, or what do you think? I think the majority would probably be other I, tourists. I would assume
1: so too. Cause it's not like, you know, other places don't have buskers, local buskers. Of course they do. Everyone yeah. has, everywhere has buskers. Yeah. So I can imagine that, you know, someone in, in Guadalupe is going to pay the Busker who's traveling here over the busker who's like down the street who you kind of know and see all the time.
0: I don't know. I really don't know, Jeff. Yeah, it's it's and that's why it's it's. There is no answer to it. On it's really a case by case. You have to you have to show me the person, explain the whole story, and then I could tell you whether or not I think it's icky or not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I cannot brand everybody you know, with this, with the same brand, you know what I mean? Because, um, it really depends on the, on the situation and and the level. Like I said, if if you go traveling and you you do it like once or twice and just for fun and your, your trip does not depend on this money, then it's not, it's not, I don't really, you're fine. Like that's, I don't really think that's bad. Right. Yeah. I I
1: think you made a good point saying that if your, if your trip is dependent on begging, Mm. then you're probably not doing it right. Um, and if it's not, then Oh, gravy, baby.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think in the end, what can we say? I would say like a true backpacking, as we've described it, like people who have the money and the privilege, but don't use it and then try to get it from someone else as they're traveling. I think that under that definition, I would say for me is wrong. Yeah,
1: I, I 100% agree. It's just like, just white privilege to the absolute limits of how far white privilege can really go. Like, I I find it just really, really super icky. Uh, and I, yeah, I'm not a fan of it at it, it, all. It's
0: like sitting down, like, you know, if you're sitting down in Rhode Island back in your hometown and just putting up a sign, like saying like, yeah, i want to go out drinking with my friends tonight. Help fund my, f- help, help pay for my fun. You know what yeah. I mean? That's exactly it. It's paying and, for fun. And, and it's like, there's was no, a, 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 like you can do it. And if somebody gives you money, more power to you. But I think it's just the, the act of doing it, like reading that and going like really like and where you're doing it pay, too. pay for your own stuff come on like, and,
1: and i think he says well where you're doing it also makes a big difference like it's it's it's, it's super it's super kind of gross to do it in berlin here i'd mm-hmm. find it really gross to do that but i think it's even grosser doing it uh in an area where people have less means than you do and you are there because of your privilege Like, that's literally the only reason you're there is because you're a privileged person. Right, because, like
0: you you said, you had the ability to get to that country, to 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 fly across the world. Right, so that automatically makes
1: you more privileged than someone who can't travel like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that trip was not required. Like,
0: this was all for fun. This this
1: trip's not gonna solve your cancer. (laughs) This this trip is because you wanna have fun, you wanna learn, which is great. But, uh, like I said, these things, just like going out for beers is just like, Going out for dinner is a lot of times like it's for your own pleasure. It's a and privilege. No one owes you that. Yeah. It's all a privilege, and I think a lot of these people don't realize like it's their they think like it's their right or the world owes that to them, and no, the, it doesn't. The world does not owe you that. No, absolutely
0: not. Yeah, but, but it's funny because like I, like I, like you, I did not know that this the whole thing had like an actual label for it and all that. Like it's a great label I, by the way. I just once or twice in Berlin seen people who they're like in their twenties wearing very nice clothes. Yeah, uh, really nice. Backpacks that you know that you could tell were like $200 from uh you know the North Face or something like that. Yeah. Make, no, I'm thinking of di- uh, like uh Ar- Adirondack, yeah, I'm sure that's a place or that's a, that's a brand wherever you buy backpacks from. Um, but you know, like and they're sitting <laughs> the backpack at- store, store and then they're sitting there with a sign like saying, like, yeah, around the world trip, help help fund uh help fund our around the world trip. And I remember at the time just kind of like for half a second going like, huh, eh? yeah, like yeah. why would I help fund your trip? Like, look at you, like you're you're golden, you know, like, 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 and and, you know, and you you know, Berlin, like there are real homeless people and real people who are begging, who need the money. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It it was, it was just, I just remember going like, Hmm, that's weird to see, but I didn't like overthink it. And so I started reading these articles, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, this is all of our opinions here. Um, if you agree with us, or disagree with us, I, I'd love to hear. Um, yes, yeah, anyone, anyone's if, thoughts. If
0: you've seen this and what what you think about it, because uh, yeah. this,
1: this is this is new to us. So uh, sure. you know, we read for the past week or two, we read a few articles here or there, but like we're by no means uh, professional on on <laughs> backpacking. backpacking or no. or about travel economy. I, I don't, you know, we're not professionals on that. So if anyone has other thoughts, or um, or maybe you know, we're just both incredibly stupid and wrong. Could also be the case, too. I don't know. I just I, I just think it was an interesting thing to talk about. It was a shorter episode, sweet one, but it's just
0: something that I felt like was interesting to discuss. Yeah, really interesting. And you know what else is interesting, and I mean that in a quite literal sense, is this whiskey. I mean, I needed another sip of this just to see how interesting it is. Yeah, this whiskey is... Um, you have to be in a very specific mood for this whiskey. Let's say that.
1: Do you remember that, um, that apple whiskey that we had that was given to us by... Um, long time fan of the show, a friend of the show,
0: uh, Anna. Oh, uh, she was in the in-person meetup. Yes, yes. Colorado. She she gave us this whiskey that was like apple whiskey. And And, also gave us uh, another whiskey, remember? True. The fancier whiskey, yeah.
1: And this kind of reminds me of that. I don't know. It doesn't really taste
0: like a a whiskey to me. I mean, yeah, it it tastes like something. It tastes like a different drink. Because it's, it's, and when we say sweet, we don't mean, because we've had whiskeys that were like slightly sweet. This is like, this is intensely sweet yeah, like
1: when i lit my lips when i lick my lips after it tastes like there's sugar on my lips
0: yeah it's it's uh, it's almost like th- thicker than a normal whiskey but but i mean like the bottle back of the bottle says it tastes like errors mixed with some sort of a sweet mash or something you know yeah, um,
1: with honey like it, it, the, the the notes are what it said are definitely there is honey it's all fruity it's sweet but it's not a whiskey i would i would drink very often i don't think maybe you can yeah. mix this make a really cool cocktail
0: with it i don't know like for me in general day to life i would never drink this whiskey no but, but in certain okay again deep winter yeah certain moods in winter like i like especially at a um Christmas market or something. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: sure. Yes, this would be good for Christmas market. Yeah.
0: Or like uh, when you're skiing, you like warm up a little bit. Exactly. This would be nice there. Yeah, so in, in certain moments, this would be the perfect whiskey. Yeah, so, absolutely. So that's why it's hard. Like certain moments, perfect whiskey, but in like 90% of the year, um, it's I just don't find it refreshing because it is thick and sweet.
1: Yeah, and, and and it tastes like there's there's sugar in there, like in the aftertastes, and like after my mouth, like my mouth feels like sticky after. You know what I mean? Mm. Which is not a pleasant feeling to have, especially when drinking a whiskey.
0: Oh yeah, true. And it's, it's just not what you're used to. You no. know, what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give this two numbers. Okay. Number number one number number one is for a Christmas market or on a skiing holiday. This is um, this is a solid like eight and a half. Fair. You know, for daily life, normal number. Mm. I don't, yeah, I got to go like a six or five maybe. I don't yeah,
1: I, I, I'm going to go with a six. Um, and my second number six as a whiskey, I'm going with a six as an alcoholic beverage, mm. just general alcoholic beverage. Yeah. Um, cause like I said, it does taste like a mix. I'd give this like a, like an eight. Like, yeah. It, 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 it tastes good. It, it, if, if you're ordering like, Hey, I want the errors with apple cider or whatever. I'd be like, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great <laughs> drink. But as a normal whiskey, um, I don't know. It, it, it tastes good. It doesn't taste bad. It's just...
0: there, there are like It's the, not a, whi- it like a whiskey to me. There are moments where this will, will absolutely shine. Yeah. But 90% of the time, it's just it's just not... The, the, my first reaction when you touched my mouth for the first time was like, oh, this is not r- refreshing, as, as a whiskey should be. You right. know? Like, yeah. And uh, I'm not blaming Ayers. I mean, they make a lot of good stuff. They make a lot of good whiskeys. Oh, oh, oh tons, and of, tons of good whiskeys. Yeah. This,
1: they made a good drink. But just not a good whiskey, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Actually, that's, that's the best place to end. That, that just wraps up the whole yeah. Kitten and Caboodle right there.
1: There it is. It's a good drink, not a great whiskey. That's why I'm giving it a six. You're giving it, a what, a five,
0: six? I said five or six, so... Five and a half. Five and a half. There we go. And, uh, yeah. Thank you again for joining us, as per usual. On Instagram, in about a few minutes, we're going to be posting... To see what you guys would like For um, episode topics For upcoming episodes So uh, feel free to put your Your little uh, penmanship in there Or email You can email it to us Through via our website Or uh, through Instagram Just normal What do they call them? Messages DM, DMs You know Try Slide into our DMs yeah. But some people say PMs Because sometimes it's a private message Sometimes it's a direct message
1: no, no one says PM anymore Now it's about DM Oh okay Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go to um, KMs <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah everybody thank you
1: and um, we love that you're all still here we love that we're we're still here episode 102 we are still sitting here we are we are still sitting here um
0: and again drinking whiskey that without um, listeners listeners and the amazing donations you have sent like we would not be trying this very interesting error so uh, thank you so much again yes absolutely
1: and uh, I hope everyone stays safe stays healthy and,
0: and stays thirsty cheers cheers it's like it's Christmas all over again. <laughs> Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking a whiskey. Nope. <laughs> drinking a <laughs> <Didn't> know- <laughs> whiskey again. Didn't know where I was going with that. Welcome to American... Mm, should I go deep? That was Welcome. good. Yeah, I liked it. Welcome. Next <clears throat> Except- up. Welcome to Americans in Germany. <laughs> Wait, what? I was going. That's real deep. Welcome to Americans in Germany. It's <laughs> so deep. I love it. Come on, listen to this. Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Al. <laughs> what? What was that voice? I thought would go like a high
1: voice to your low. But it didn't work out very well at all.